0: If you dare.
3: Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Sunday on vSAN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Oh, no doubt about it, we're getting you ready for this week number seven in the National Football League. It's Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the vSAN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino Femi Bebuffet, Mike Pritchard, and we are kicking off our number two with our picks, Pritch. But first, before we get to the picks, just want to update some line movement that we've seen here within the Washington football team and Green Bay Packers game. Just moved to eight and a half, but we saw some nines earlier this week. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the line opened ten and a half last Sunday. That quickly got gobbled up ten and a half, ten, nine, nine and a half. Started to bounce back a little bit on the Green Bay side, but we just saw here at the South Point that line go back to Packers minus eight and a half total sitting at 47 and a half. So that was just a little update for you folks who are looking to play that game rotation 455-456. But now with that said, let's set the table.
4: Get out the plates. All right.
2: Take a look at the buffet. Pritch, what do you like here in week seven?
4: Well, I'm nibbling uh, this week. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. He's going light. <laughs> I, I am because, I mean, we have so many games that have uh, heavy favorite situations. Yeah. And I thought, six teams on by. And six teams on by. So I, I thought about, okay, what money line parlays could I, could, could I do? But they're all expensive. And uh, so I, I leaned on my teasers. Uh, teasers have been profitable for me so far this year. Uh, so I got Green Bay and Baltimore uh, on a six-point teaser. I did it earlier, so in, in terms in terms of this line movement is interesting to me though, but I got the uh, Packers down to two mm-hmm. uh, and then I have the Baltimore uh Ravens as a pick uh, in a divisional game. I, I think that could be a tighter game and, and with that line uh it's indicating that the Ravens is a favorite there against the Bengals is just very need to interesting. win the game just win the game but because the money line situation, I thought about that, but yet It was just really expensive uh, if I wanted to do the parlay. So uh, I went Packers, uh, Ravens on a six-point teaser. And then the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots have not won at home. Uh, How do you get that right? You play the Jets. (laughs) That's how you get right with this one or that situation, trying to win. So they got the Jets. I got the Patriots uh, on a teaser uh, as well uh, as the Giants. Uh, You know, the Giants – uh, on their under play here, because that line has moved down, what I tease the mm-hmm. total up and still played the under because of the line movement. Yeah. Uh, but all those injuries on the Giants' side of the ball offensively, uh, Daniel Jones, uh, his ability at quarterback or inability at times, and then – the struggles with Sam Darnold, I'm uncomfortable with that. I know Matt Rowell talked about we're going to run the football. Hubbard has been great. Uh, we we want to control the game that way and and less errors out there. So uh, I, I like that approach. Uh, but if you have that approach, I don't know how many points this game is going to produce. So I, I like teasing up the total where I got in and I got to under uh, on a six-point teaser for 49.
2: That's interesting that you tease the total because you typically don't see that. And you know, a lot of people like to tease just the sides do you often tease totals, I don't. or is that just something? Okay, you don't. <laughs> I don't. So that, that's just specific yeah. to this week, just based on what you saw from the card.
4: exactly because I'm trying to find uh, teaser situations, and so I, I thought that one oh, because of the line movement too. You know, it gets mm-hmm. to a point where I don't want to chase uh, or, or or chase that number and still yeah. try to play that under, but. Uh, okay, if I can get above what the market is indicating and still play at under, uh, to me, that seems like a good partner there for the Patriots teaser that I have. Was there anything that, because
2: I know you said you were writing notes down in the first hour. Yeah. You you were were jotting stuff down there. I did anything that almost made the card or anything that you think will end up on the card once we get done with the show here uh at the top yeah
4: because i have a lean towards the titans now i mean the titans of what we've talked about and then certainly uh how we've seen that number come down earlier it was five when i was looking at it now it's four uh so i i know it's a short week situation but these two teams are, are are highly familiar with each other i think it has that divisional feel to it when even though the titans on a short week but Playing good football offensively, defensively, no, a lot of injuries there. But it has that divisional game feel to it. And it could be a shootout, too. So looking at the total, the total is up to 58 now.
2: Yeah, I was, to, uh, I was about to mention. How that. about that? Right here at the South Point, they just went to fifty-eight. Now you are still seeing consensus fifty-seven and a half. As you see that in other shops around, DraftKings has it at fifty-seven. Mm, but okay. here at the South Point, it just went up to fifty-eight.
4: Right, absolutely. So uh, you know, the Titans lean uh, maybe a teaser situation because I can get to what uh, I can get to that key number of ten points there. So uh, I think. Looking for a partner right there. I want to see what you have and also some more games that we break down.
2: You want to see what I have? <laughs> I <Huh>. do. I'm <laughs> curious. It could, be, it could be quite a bit here. Not, not as much <laughs> as we usually have. Because there's the not, six
4: teams on a bye. That's why. Six teams on a bye. So I couldn't do my
2: normal eight that I do uh, betting half the league as I usually do in the National Football League. But I have six picks for us here. Six sides, starting with the New York Jets. At plus seven, you mentioned that division games, they tend to be closer now. We know what happened in week number two. The, the Jets were atrocious on offense. Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, it threw three interceptions in the first quarter. It was just a disaster. But coming off of the bye, I think Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, Robert Sala, the head coach, they'll have a better plan. They know what to expect from Bill Belichick, seeing him now for the second time. And usually it's rare that you see a second time being week seven. Mm -hmm. So it's so close that I think now that they get a second shot at it, they'll be better prepared. Zach Wilson, I think, is a better quarterback than Mac Jones. He doesn't get the hype and the headlines because he doesn't play in as many high-profile games as the Patriots do. But I think that the Jets have the better quarterback. You're giving me a full touchdown against an offense that – doesn't really inspire much confidence this Patriots offense is anemic you have a rookie quarterback you don't have great weapons there's influx on the offensive line guys moving in and out due to COVID or injuries I think the Jets in this spot can cover that number of seven now I think the Patriots win Mm -hmm. but I can see it being a three or four point victory for New England Going with the New York Giants. Wow. Taking the field goal there. Joe Judge going to war with him. Don't feel great about it, but I'm doing it. Uh, The Carolina Panthers, I think they've come back down to earth after playing some poor teams. Now, you can make the argument that the Giants are a poor team as well to maybe that this is the kind of get-right game for the Carolina. But I think just based on how these two coaches go about their in-game decision-making, you have Matt Rule on one side, you have Joe Judge on the other both guys are conservative. They're not afraid to punt from the 38-yard line. Okay, <laughs> like, they're not afraid to do that just to plus play the, 38. Yeah, plus 38 <laughs> to play the quote-unquote field position type of thing. And in the game where it's going to be a lower scoring game total at 42 and a half. I'm always going to take the field goal. I think these are two below average to bad teams. Now, I get that the Giants have the injuries in terms of their pass catchers, but the Panthers also have injuries as well. Mm -hmm. Running back Chris McCaffrey is on IR. J.C. Horn, their cornerback, he's on IR. Shaq Thompson, probably their best defender outside of Brian Burns, their linebacker. He's not going to be playing in this game. So I think you have two banged-up teams, two teams that are not really up to snuff, one might say, Give me the field goal and the home team in that spot. Also, my next pick, the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. I joked with our producer, Matt Nevert that I quit the Dolphins after they lost against the Jacksonville Jaguars last week in London. Here I am a week later going back to the well with Tua, Brian Flores, and the Dolphins. But I just think that this is, this is an overreaction, I think, to what we saw in London. Now, it's hard to quantify a team Playing a London game and then coming back the following week with mm-hmm. no buy because Atlanta is coming off of the buy because they played in London two weeks ago. But I think that the Dolphins are going to get those guys back who are injured. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, they were limited all throughout the week. Listed as questionable, Devonte Parker, Preston Williams at wide receiver, the same situation. If they get all four of those guys back, there's no way the Dolphins should be an underdog against the Atlanta Falcons, folks. Let's not forget what we saw with the Atlanta Falcons. This was a team that people were betting against two weeks ago when they were taking on the New York Jets. Now they won, they won the game 27 to 20, but leading up to that point, everyone was saying like the Jets this week, like the Jets this week, like the Jets this week. Line went down from three and a half. I think it ended up closing two and a half. So the Falcons are nothing to write home about. Now you're telling me that they should be favored on the road. I don't think that's how that should play out. I think the Dolphins are the play here. I bet them on the money line because there's no point, in my opinion, betting plus two. What are the odds that the game lands on one? <laughs> Famous last words. Uh, but but I like the Dolphins plus 115 on the money line. Next pick, the Raiders minus three. I don't feel great about this one, mm-hmm. especially with the way the market has reacted to it. Have you seen a lot of respected money coming in on the Philadelphia Eagles. Early in the week, I bet this one – On Monday, Raiders minus three, ticked up to Raiders minus three, minus 120. So I'm feeling good. I'm like, here we go, on our way to three and a half. No, we're actually going the other way because by Friday, it was two and a half. I was talking with Chris Andrews on my guys in the desert, and while we were chatting in the interview, he said, I just got bet. Somebody bet Philadelphia, and I saw my odds two and a half here at the South Point. So don't feel great about it, but I do have faith in the Raiders offense and I think that there's a relief with John Gruden no longer there Josh Jacobs said this week we're no longer walking on eggshells Mm -hmm. guys are no longer afraid to make mistakes they're no longer worried about oh someone's just chewing us out on the sidelines John Gruden was the black cloud hanging over the Death Star down the road at Allegiant Stadium. Now that he's gone, I think they rally behind Rich Bisaccia, the interim head coach, and I think that this Raiders offense does just enough to be able to win that game. I can see them winning by three, and, and, and I push on it. I'd obviously rather have two and a half, but I think the Raiders win the game, so okay. give me the Raiders minus three. My next two, this is an ugly underdog right here. The Detroit Lions plus 16 and a half. It's the Jared Goff revenge game. (laughs) Going to SoFi Stadium. The Lions are the backdoor kings. We've seen them cover games as seven and a half point dogs, as nine point dogs, as 10 point dogs. I think they cover this one as a 16 and a half point dog because the Rams, as much as there's been made about how Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay want to really put an emphasis on the, hey, now we have what we need. I think this Rams, or rather this Lions team, is going to rally behind Goff. Dan Campbell challenged him after last game, saying, we need more from our quarterback. I think this team, now that they're healthier, uh, that they have their guys back now. I know that they have some guys that are injured, but Trey Flowers, TJ Hawkins, and those guys are going to be in the starting lineup. I think that this Detroit Lions team can cover that big number there because the Rams are just trying to win the game. They don't need to win in style points. I think Detroit comes through the back door. And then my final one, Sunday Night Football, Colts plus four. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo's back in at quarterback for the Niners. You know how I feel about Jimmy Garoppolo. He's a straight-up fade for me until I see otherwise. So give me the Colts. Carson Wentz isn't the best quarterback to be going to war with, but I like Indianapolis and their run game against a San Francisco team that a little banged up on defense, also banged up on the offensive line. Trent Williams, he's doubtful. That's a big loss for the 49ers on their offensive line. So I like Indianapolis getting four on Sunday Night Football on the West Coast in San Francisco.
4: Yeah, nice plays right there, Femi. You know, the thing about the Eagles here at Allegiant Stadium, they might be the home team in this one.
2: That's true. There are a ton
4: of Philly folks (laughs) in town right now.
2: It's just eagles, eagles, fly, eagles, fly.
4: <laughs> so we'll see if it's a neutral
2: site game. Hopefully Raider Nation can stand up and be strong. But that does it for our picks. We're trying to win some money, and we'll see how we do later on this evening. On the other side, teams coming off of the bye. I'm on the Jets, but I'm fading the Falcons. We'll see what it all means. It's Point Spread Sunday here
4: on VCB Sports Betting Network.
3: This is Point Spread Sunday on VSN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: Welcome back to the segment of Point Spread Sunday, is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen nicotine pouches are a smoke free, spit free, and hassle free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including experiment coffee. And citrus. Zin can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zin wherever you are. Zin's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers. 21 plus. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning: Worrying this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Point Spread Sunday rolling along here on this October. Sunday, October 24th here, week seven in the National Football League. Femi Abebefe, Mike Pritchard coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. And Pritch, we've talked about teams now coming off of the bye weeks. We have six of them on byes this week. So imagine what next week will look like with teams coming off of the bye. But we have four teams, the Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints, New York Jets, and San Francisco 49ers all coming off of the bye now. There's some bi-week systems that mm-hmm. I think are interesting that I want to really point one of them out. And this is info that you can get in Point Spread Weekly every week. If you're not subscribed, you're absolutely doing your betting wrong. You shouldn't be doing this if you are not subscribed to Point Spread Weekly. This one, courtesy of Steve Mackinan, the editor out there at Point Spread Weekly. And it's playing on road favorites coming out of their bye week They're 97 and 37 straight up. 83-49-2 against the spread since 1999. Now, this applies to the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints this week. Both are road favorites coming off of the bye. And I just mentioned it last segment. I'm fading the Falcons. Right. So we'll see how that works out for me. I bet Dolphins money line. But Atlanta right now a two-point favorite. And then Monday night, the New Orleans Saints are four-point favorites against the Seattle Seahawks with a total of 42 and a half. Any interest in either of those teams coming out of the buy? And what do you make of that coming off the buy, now being on the road after that extended rest?
4: Well, there's always interest. Uh, this is a National Football League, and certainly we want to catch some tickets here. There's always interest. I was a guest analyst on the Barty line uh, last week with Dave Ross hosting, mm-hmm. uh, and we had Steve Mackinnon on the program, and he ran down over all this data. And it really intrigued me, though, because as a player, I didn't really think about it, but then – uh, knowing Steve Akinan and understanding his his information here, I went back and looked at my own record. I was eight and two off a of bye week. Hey now, <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know, which is incredible. So it got me to thinking about okay, what happened during the bye weeks and uh, and okay, how do we get ready? How do we prepare for that game coming off a of bye week? And uh, look, you get healthy. Look at Calvin Ridley coming back for the Falcons. Yep, uh, you feel better. You feel rejuvenated. Uh, You feel as close as you did entering the year as you could right now because you got the buy situation and then you get that extra preparation. I think coaches get that extra preparation to look at self-evaluate and then also look at the opponent on the next week. So uh, you cannot deny how strong that information is from Steve Mackin in terms of buy week results and then my own results. Uh, as a player, eight and two, you cannot deny that at all. As yeah. well, so uh, you got the Falcons in this situation, a number of teams too. So I do have the interest uh, with the Hawks uh, against the Saints because of Jameis. And okay, Sean Payton, what did he figure out about Jameis during the bye week? What can I do? I have to depart from Drew Brees and what we do or what we did with him in this offense. Mm -hmm. Now I have this type of quarterback. I got a little bit more time to kind of tinker and go back to last year when the Buccaneers had their bye week. Uh, I think they've lost one game since that bye week once they figured everything out. So I love the data from Steve Mackinan, and I love the fact that a bye week sometimes can get your season back on track. Yeah, I think one team that's coming off of a mini bye week, the Philadelphia Eagles, who
2: are continue to take money at circa, they're actually down to a two point wow. underdog. So, uh, <laughs> yikes for me. But you mentioned <laughs> that the New Orleans Saints, though, they're getting healthier. Yeah. I think that obviously because the market right now has respected the Saints. We saw that as high as. Five and a half mm-hmm. on Monday. Now it came back towards Seattle. I think once people gobbled up those those juicy numbers there, so now I'm seeing four at Circa, four at Westgate, but four and a half at a couple other spots, including here at the South Point. Of those four teams, Saints, Falcons, Jets, and 49ers, which one do you think is most likely to cover this week?
4: That's a great question. Um, I, I, look, i the Atlanta went from a dog to a favorite in their matchup yep. coming off a of bye week. I mean, that's how strong that was. Uh, the Jets, I, I think they had probably the best chance of covering because I, I'm unsure about New England uh, with a rookie quarterback. Uh, you got two rookie quarterbacks for that matter. And uh, I, I think the market might sh- uh, shade towards Belichick and his success as a head coach uh, at home, but yet he's winless at home. Uh, And this is the divisional game in in which you have two rookie quarterbacks. Anything and everything can happen. In an offensive line situation with the Patriots, that's not ideal at all. Um, So you're looking at the Patriots laying seven here. I know what happened in the other game, but again, off a bye week, you're feeling better. Maybe you get healthy bodies. Maybe you self-discover some things as you self-scout. And you got a a good talent, a great talent, really. could be anyway. uh, And Zach Wilson. So... Uh, the familiarity aspect is real. Uh, you mentioned the coaches, too. Uh, coaches are m- maniacal that way. They'll get into the lab and they'll come up with something uh, during a bye week. So uh, a wrinkle here or a-, a wrinkle there uh, perhaps could help the Jets cover. Yeah, the Patriots. I just got word from our producer, Matt
2: Neverett. Third most bets at BetMGM on the New England Patriots. Mm. Second most handle on the Patriots laying the seven against the New York Jets. A lot of folks back in Mac Jones in New England. I just say be careful. Be careful. <laughs> it's all that's all I'd say about that one. Uh, but it's interesting. Is there a difference in coming off of the bye, we going on the road or coming off the bye and staying at home in your opinion? Because we've seen teams on the road right. that are very profitable. Like I just mentioned the stats there that applied to the Falcons and the Saints, but at home it feels like there's not as big of an advantage. What
4: do you think? What do you read about? that? Yeah, you know, at home sometimes and it depends on the team. You know, if you're staying home, you might have that extra day off, right? Uh, <laughs> that complacency. Sure, kicks sure. But on the road, you know, you're going on the road, and I think uh, the situation for teams, you, you know, could look. We're trying to get our season back on track. Uh, the Jets are in a different category. The 49ers, they need to get back on track. They're at home, um, but a tough opponent, and, and you're. Messing with the quarterback situation. I know because of injury, uh, because if Garoppolo gets hurt, where are they going with quarterback, with the 49ers? Yeah, because Lance is, Lance is hurt right Lance now. Lance is hurt. I, I don't know where I mean, the 40...
2: Sudfeld, I believe, uh, is the backup.
4: Yeah, so what, what does that offense even look like with that guy in there? So, uh, yeah. you know, to me, well, what are you going to do with Garoppolo, who's often injured? I mean, that's a consideration during a bye week. And and Kyle Shanahan went out to celebrate Mike Shanahan's celebration into going into the Ring of Honor Mm -hmm. uh, during the bye week. So he took some time off uh, traveling to Denver. So, you know, each organization is different that way, right? They're at home, a little bit complacent there, right? Uh, But the Jets, uh, trying to get their season on track, they got a lot of young players that are probably going to still play hard. And then Atlanta, coming off of a win going into the bye week, uh, and then getting healthier during the bye week. So uh, there's unique situations with all of these games. I think for betters, look at each and every one of them because they're all different.
2: You know, it's interesting you brought up Kyle Shanahan. San Francisco, they have won back-to-back post-bye games after a stretch of going 2-12-1 ATS mm. after the bye. But another interesting factor with the 49ers here, just as a home favorite under Kyle Shanahan, 5-13-1. Wow. Against the spread. So this team apparently at home, when they're expected to win games, they underperform at least according to market expectations. And that kind of almost flies in the face of what we think about Shanahan as a head coach because everyone talks about him as being one of the top two or three play callers in the league and when healthy – he can take a team to a Super Bowl like we saw in 2019. So it's interesting to see that that number of 5, 13, and 1 ATS as a home favorite.
4: He is a great play caller. He is, but as a head coach, I mean, they've went to one Super Bowl. Outside of that, it's been losing seasons. Yeah. Uh, and can you say that he's under fire? I don't know. Uh, John Lynch and himself, they just signed an extension. So I don't know if under fire is appropriate more so than the complacency word that I think is uh, trickling into that organization a little bit right now.
2: Yeah, and it feels like they're always injured. Mm-hmm. Like, I right. don't know what's going on there or who they need to talk to or maybe they need to start doing more yoga stretches or something, but <laughs> George Kittle's out, Trent Williams is sure. going to be out. Like, they feel like they're always injured, and the only season that they weren't injured, they made it to the Super right. Bowl, but other seasons that he's been there since 2017, they appear to always be banged up. The Atlanta Falcons, I want to go back to that one mm-hmm. because that's a team that I've faded here. One of your former teams are the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. 12-5 and straight up, 11-6 and ATS After the buy in their last 17 post-buy games, 6-1 and straight up, and ATS in the last seven. So that's more of the Matt Ryan data. Falcons apparently appears to be the hot side after the buy, but I'm seeing the market going a little bit towards me. Yep. I'm just going to say that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. You know, the Dolphins are interesting because of the situation with Tua, their quarterback. I thought you're supposed to empower uh, your alpha, but it doesn't look like or feel like that the Dolphins organization wants to do that.
2: Yeah, it's a a little messy there as they try to even kick the tires on a Deshaun Watson trade, which seems just unfathomable with what we've known over the last six months or so. But on the other side, we bring in our guest, Julian Edlow of DraftKings. We talked props in the first hour. We're going to dive into more props with Julian and talk about some of the interesting ones that they have put together on this Week 7 menu here in the National Football League. It is Point Spread Sunday on v the sports betting network.
3: This is Point Spread Sunday on vSEN, the sports betting network.
2: The National Championship is coming up November 5th through the 7th, and VEASAN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on-location updates for all the action. Visit VEASAN.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash, including the million-dollar top prize. That's VEASAN.com slash SBNC. It's Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the VEASAN studios, the South Point Hotel and Casino, Femi and Bebe Faye, Mike Pritchard getting you set for week number seven. The National Championship is coming up, DraftKings. That's going to be awesome stuff coming up in a couple weeks. So let's bring in one of our friends from DraftKings, Julian Edlow, the content specialist over there with our partners from DraftKings. Julian, appreciate you joining us here. Well, you guys have a ton of props, and I want to get to a lot of them. Uh, so let's start off with the holiday. It's National Tight End Day. You guys have a plethora of tight end props for us. But the one I want to focus on is the tight end to score the first touchdown today here on Sunday. Travis Kelsey is the favorite at 5-1. to one. Any value in that? And before you even ask the, answer the value question, just what is the process like when you make the odds for a prop like this?
3: Oh, man, I can't tell you the process of making the odds. That's left to people a lot smarter than me. Um, <laughs> but what I can tell you is that this kind of translates a little bit to the the DFS side of, of things. And if you play DFS, if you play fantasy in general, you know how weak the tight end position can be. Like, if there are slates where you have Darren Waller banged up now, um, when you take big names like that off of these cards, the position gets so thin, so it creates either, you know, value down the board. If you've got guys, you know, you got guys hurt, you've got a guy like Ricky Seals Jones, a smaller name who's been a DFS value that kind of jumps up the board, or it creates value for a guy like Travis Kelsey, who, you know, is the best at his position but becomes even better when you take a huge name off. And if, you know, if you got a guy in Waller, you know, on a later slate out in Vegas, he's not going to score the first touchdown of, of the day for the tight end position, you would think. But it just gives more value to a guy like Kelsey when the position is so thin, really. So plus 500 isn't that bad at all for a guy that we know is more of a like a wide receiver one than a lot of these tight ends that get two or three targets a game.
2: Yeah, especially that game with a total of 57 and a half. We're expecting a lot of points there between the Chiefs and the Tennessee Titans. But one of the prop that really stood out to me, and it was just, I kind of laughed when I saw it, the fastest ball carrier prop. Are you using next-gen stats to measure that? How do you go about grading that prop? Oh
3: man, um the fastest ball carrier, I I assume that uh it would be next gen miles per hour. Again, you can't quote me on this because I'm not I'm not creating these, I'm not grading these, but um I assume it's going to be a lot slower than whoever the fastest ball carrier at wide receiver and running back would be today. I'll, I'll say that.
2: You know, and another interesting one is any game to go to overtime. We've seen overtime games in each of the 6 weeks so far in this NFL season. The yes today Plus one twenty-five, the no minus one fifty. If you had to play this prop, which side would you take?
3: Yeah, give me the plus money on the yes. Uh, the only thing that I don't like is that we do have all these blowouts. We have the Rams, mm-hmm. the Cardinals, the Bucks, um, all as just massive home favorites. So that takes, and we have teams starting to go on by. So we've got teams kind of off the table. You would think by those spreads, fewer games with the potential to go to overtime. But that's fine. There's still all these games like, you know, the Raiders and the Eagles, the Giants and the Panthers, um, plenty of these games that have, you know, point spreads within a field goal that have the potential to get there. And then the way this season's going, it'll probably be one from off the board anyway. It probably will be one of the, like the Lions are getting in all these positions and losing on on historic ga- uh, historic field goals at the end of games. It could be one of those games from off the board that gets there. But, yeah, if you tell me that a game's gone to overtime every week this season, you can get plus money on that trend continuing, that makes sense to me.
2: Yeah, no, I can definitely see that plus money being attractive there. Looking at the betting splits that you tweeted out yesterday, Kansas City Chiefs, Tennessee Titans, it's the handle's 50-50. That's incredible stuff right there, getting that good two-way action. 51% of the tickets on the Titans, 49% on the Chiefs. So when you see that as a content specialist, does that mean you kind of 10 towards more leaning obviously towards the game of the day which is the opinion of the betting public there with all the money and all the tickets coming in on this game in the early window between the chiefs and the titans
3: yeah this is going to be a popular game um we did update the splits a little bit on sunday that i will get out there on twitter last one i have is 47 percent of the handle on the chiefs 48 percent of the bets so people are going with the home dog a, a little bit here Um, and going against Patrick Mahomes, which is is interesting because we know the public loves to back Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs went on that ridiculous ATS run that ended mid-last season, and they've been terrible covering since. But they are coming off um, a good comeback win, a good cover against Washington. And the Chiefs were, in talking to Johnny Avello, the the director of race and sportsbook operations at DraftKings Sportsbook on, on my own podcast on Mondays, the Chiefs were the biggest piece Uh, Last week for the public in terms of just covering um, the piece in Moneyline parlays that seem to get everybody there. So I am a little bit surprised that people aren't uh, after, you know, the Chiefs got them there last week, reinvesting on Kansas City minus four this week. Now, it's not like they're, you know, fading it. It's very close Mm to a 50 50 type of split. But it is a little bit surprising. Um, Maybe some of that is that you have the Titans coming off the big home win over the Bills. Uh, and, and people are kind of considering that, but again, that was almost kind of a fluky loss. If Josh Allen doesn't slip at the end of that game, then they, they cover, but they still lose it. Then maybe the perception is a little bit different here.
2: A game I want to get to, cause I have a pick on this game. We revealed our picks in the other, uh, segment just before you came on here, Panthers giants, 87% of the tickets, 89% of the handle on the Panthers, but the line is still hanging out there at three. Uh, is it just nobody wants anything to do with Joe judge and Daniel Jones? What's going on there? What do you read of that kind of betting split between those two teams?
3: Yeah, it's a dangerous game. Uh, I think a lot of the perception again, what, what have we seen lately? Um, that's what the public tends to bet on. And those are generally the things. If you want to be on the sharper side, you want to fade. So we saw the giants look like an absolute disaster last week, albeit against a very good Rams team, but that team fell apart in that game um, and has not looked good recently. So, And and at home, Daniel Jones, not as good against the spread. So there's a trend, I guess, you can talk yourself into if you want the Panthers side. But at the same time, the Panthers got off to that hot start, and they've looked pretty dreadful since. They've been, they've been almost as as bad. Now, they did get into overtime with, with the Vikings last week, but the Panthers need to play against a very bad team, I would say, at this point to be a road favorite. Um this probably isn't a game I'm I'm going to bet, but I would be afraid to be on the Carolina side, put it that way.
2: Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you there, as I bet uh, Giants plus three. Uh, <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't feel great about it because it's Daniel Jones' and Joe Judge, but uh, I don't think I can lay points of the Carolina Panthers team that's coming off three straight losses. Is there a game that surprised you that the public was interested on that you didn't think would be as interested on early in the week?
3: Um, let's see. Going through the splits right now, uh, you know, I guess one of the spots that, that does jump out to me, are, let's just go with the, the big favorites because the public mm-hmm. loves betting favorites. And this week, there are some of the bigger favorites that we've seen this NFL season with essentially three teams flirting with that range of being favored by two touchdowns at home. So when we go to the numbers here on the splits, I thought that the public would honestly pile on a little bit more than they have. You want to go to, I, like, Houston is taking some money now at, like, the 18 number. They're getting close to 40%. Um, so, you know, maybe that's some bigger, sharper money. But the way that the splits are are divvied up, the bet and handle size is relatively the same. So people are, you know, 40% of people or close to it are going with Houston there against an undefeated Cardinals team. And it's a lot of points, but still, I you know, maybe it just comes in on the money line side you want to look over to the money line you know 90 97% of the tickets 90% of the handle on cardinals money line and you know that's just all tied into favorites parlays yes. so i find it interesting that people are kind of throwing these teams into parlays and that's the way it is for for all these ones you've got you know around 90% or more of all these big favorites the money line is there but it's all in parlays um, whereas, you know, getting up to mid thirties to 40% of, of the, of the money and the bets are, are on the underdogs, uh, you know, getting a lot of points on the road here.
2: Yeah. It feels like from what I'm looking at from the money line, uh, splits is that Patriots Packers, uh, Buccaneers and Cardinals will all be in everybody's money line parlays. Uh, r- real quick here, Julian, about 20 seconds. What do you guys see in the Colts 49ers, a Sunday night football game today?
3: Colts, Colts have taken a lot of money. That's why this uh, that's why this one's been been bet down. Um, about two thirds of the tickets and the money on Indy, and a lot of that has to do with the San Francisco um, quarterback situation. But Jimmy Garoppolo has won games when when he's been out there. We'll see if him being a little bit banged up, uh, you know, has anything to do with the outcome eventually in this one.
2: All right, Julian, appreciate you joining us here on Point Spread Sunday. Love the stuff that you tweet out. Always packed with good information, so he's a good follow on Twitter. That is Julian Edlow, DraftKings content specialist. Best of luck today.
3: All right, thanks, guys. Anytime. All
2: right, Rich. People back in the Colts, that are taking Houston.
4: You see that line? Three and a half now out here at the South Point. Three and a half. Yeah.
2: One of us has plus four <laughs> on my betting card right here. We call that closing line value, at least we hope before kickoff. But we wrap things up on the other side. It is Point Spread Sunday on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: Getting you ready for the day in sports betting. This is Point Spread Sunday on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
2: The NBA season might have tipped off, but there is still time to grab your copy of the Veasan Pro Basketball Betting Guide. It has strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and playoff player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. It is Point Spread Sunday coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino. We wrap things up here, getting you set for Week 7 in the National Football League. Family, of Bebefe, Mike Pritchard. Pritch, we got some late breaking news here in our final segment of the show. Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury has been cleared to coach this afternoon's game against the Houston Texans Cardinals. 18 point favorites with a total of 47 and a half. Now usually we talk about tight lines right. in the NFL. Games that are lying three points or less. Well, this week we have three of them that are double digit. So we'll start with Cardinals and Texans out there in the desert. Now that Kingsbury's back what do you think about this game?
4: Well, it's going to be a lift for sure. Uh, Whipple, the quarterbacks coach, or I don't know what his role is really. To be honest with you, but he called plays. It's a lot called... of coaches in the NFL. Where it's like, that. <laughs> yeah, he called a fantastic game on the road against Cleveland. But you know, Arizona, they just have to guard against the look-ahead spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's only human nature to guard against that uh, if you can, or think about the fact that you get a humongous game coming up uh, on Thursday. can't but, wait for that one. Right. The, the thing about it, Femi, though, as a player, why would you overlook this opponent? you got guys on that team that used to be with this team. Yep. J.J. Watt, Andre, DeAndre Hopkins. They have axes to grind, too, right, because of that organization uh, across the field. Uh, and, and something tells me that the leadership from those guys in the locker room it, is just going to speak volumes. And so you cannot have a letdown. I know things happen in the course of a football game, but the Cardinals are one of the better teams in the National Football League. They're averaging well over 30 points a game. Uh, and then you got the Texans that's just averaging right about 15 points a game. This, this should not be a contest. And uh, I, I think the running game for Arizona has not been highlighted enough or emphasized enough. Maybe we see a little bit more of that uh, in this matchup. Yeah,
2: once again, Cliff Kingsbury cleared to coach for the Arizona Cardinals. 18-point spread, mm-hmm. 47.5 is the total. It's just, it's just too crazy. That game doesn't right. even feel like a real game to me. So I'm not going to get involved in that one. Another double-digit spread we have in Tampa Bay, the Buccaneers' Twelve and or eleven and a half point favorites now. Actually, excuse me, against the Chicago Bears. Total of forty-seven. The Bucks will be without some key players, though. No Antonio Brown. Uh, Jason Pierre-Paul is questionable. Mm-hmm. Rob Gronkowski, of course, is out. Uh, but they will get Antoine Winfield back. So the Bucks a little banged up in this game. What do you make of this one between Brady and the Bucks going up against? Justin Fields in the Chicago Bears. Right.
4: Uh, the Chicago Bears are a mess to me. I, I think Matt Nagy has mismanaged this whole situation with uh, Justin Fields all year long. Uh, they're piecing it together offensively. To tr- look at the 30s. They're in the 30s with points per game, 16 <laughs> points a game. Uh, and, and that cannot happen. And and that was when you're waiting for Justin Fields to be ready. Uh, offensive line issues there. I think that's a horrible matchup against the Bucks in their front. Uh, and then defensively for Chicago uh, you got Akeem Hicks out. Uh, yep. I, I mean, Tashawn Gibson, I know the running back, they're on their third running back now, rookie. Uh, they run the ball well, but so Tampa Bay, they defend the run very, very well. And then it's Tom Brady. I think quarterbacks have a propensity to melt uh, on the field when they match up against elite quarterbacks like this. So mm-hmm. Justin Fields is a rookie, maybe trying to think he's going to have to do too much, and this one could lead to some mistakes as well.
2: Yeah, important to note also for the Chicago Bears, Allen Robinson expected to play. He was questionable. It was DNP limited, limited at practice. He is expected to play. Khalil Mack was DNP, DNP limited, but last week he didn't practice. He still played. I think we'll see Khalil Mack play this afternoon as the Chicago Bears are 11.5-point underdogs. SoFi Stadium, the revenge game that everybody has circled. Detroit Lions taking on the Los Angeles Rams. I have a bet on this game. I took the points with the Lions. They are 16.5-point underdogs with a total of 15. 51, Pritchard.
4: Well, you know, Femi, this one is just such a unique game, and that's why I haven't touched it, because I don't know what's going to happen. You you have two organizations, two front offices that swept court, switched quarterbacks. They swapped quarterbacks. <laughs> I mean, that's what they did that's here. rare in the NFL. It, it was, it's, I don't think it's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> but you have the Lions. Okay, yeah, we'll give you Matthew Stafford, sure. You know, he doesn't want to be here any longer. And then you have uh, the Rams, who had golf, and okay, we got to get rid of the guy, and okay, where can he go? Oh, the Lions, because they have our former front office personnel up there. So, you could have anything from professional courtesy, respect in this game, uh, to where Matthew Stafford, no ill will, no no grudges against his former team. Uh, now he's in a better situation, and then and then Jared Goff, I, I guess, is all the motivation on golf to try to prove the Rams wrong. But how is he going to do that with the Lions right now? So this is just a tough game. I stayed away from it.
2: Let's go back to the top of the board, Pritch, to kind of get some final thoughts on the rest of the slate here in week number seven, starting with the Bengals and the Ravens. That game happening in Baltimore right now, the consensus line. Ravens minus 6.5 with a total of 45.5 for the Ravens. Latavius Murray and Sammy Watkins are out due to injuries, but outside of that, they should have the rest of the stable there. Obviously, Ronnie Stanley on injured reserve for right. the rest of the season.
4: Yeah, I'm concerned about all the injuries and, and the physical nature of the season so far for the Ravens. That's why I tease them down. Uh, Uh, We're seeing a line move here again. It's at six now, depending on where you shot, 46 total. Uh, And then maybe people are waking up to the Bengals and what they have going right now. And it's about momentum uh, early on in the season, and the Bengals clearly have that. There are a bunch of young players on that team that believe they can do something special this year. Now, do they have all the parts and all the pieces in terms of making a playoff run? Perhaps not. But, okay, this is a chance for them to prove people wrong. They went on the road and beat down Pittsburgh. Uh, no, Nothing wrong with them to go on the road again uh, and face a Ravens team that continues with the injuries, although Lamar Jackson is at that elite level now.
2: Yeah, he's looking like an MVP for the Baltimore Ravens there. Carolina Panthers, New York Giants, Panthers, three-point favorites with a total of 43. Now, Carolina will be without Shaq Thompson, mm-hmm. Terrace Marshall Jr. Those guys have been ruled out. Giants, no Saquon Barkley, no Kenny Galladay, no Kadarius Toney. Danny Shelton, The defensive tackle, is doubtful with a pec injury. Ouch. Was limited all week, but doesn't like look like he will play. Yeah. Final thoughts on this one between Carolina and New York?
4: Yeah, my thoughts is, okay, from the coaching standpoint, uh, Matt Rule, I would go that way. Uh, certainly it's a field goal game. I think both Quarterbacks can throw interceptions and make a ton of mistakes in this (laughs) one. Fumbles Uh, included? Sure, sure. (laughs) I I liked it. I liked the under after teasing it up uh, to 49. I get the under there. But uh, as far as the side, I I can't call the side here. Yeah, Panthers
2: eight and two in their last ten road games under Matt Rule. But I don't care about your trends. All right, I'm taking the Giants <laughs> plus three. Washington football team taking on the Green Bay Packers. Packers, eight and a half point favorite to the total of 47. Washington is banged up. Offensive tackle, Sam Cosme is ruled out. No Curtis Samuel, no Cam Sims. Mm-hmm. Brandon Scherf already out. Antonio Gibson, though, will play, but William Jackson, their cornerback, the free agent acquisition, he is. Questionable, leaning towards doubtful against the Packers. As for the Green Bay Packers, Dennis Kelly and their center, Josh Myers, those guys are out. David Bakhtiari. Might come back from pup. we'll see, before kickoff. They've opened up the practice window, but as of right now, still no word on whether he will actually play today, but he did practice all throughout the week.
4: Right, and so Washington and the football team, they have a erratic quarterback uh, who does not have all the weapons necessary to stop being erratic. <laughs> and so uh, that against Aaron Rodgers at home. Aaron Rodgers at home 16-2 and two since 2019 in regular season. Pretty uh, good. I could not money line it because you're looking at minus 400, but I do have the Packers on the teaser. Packers 14-7, ATS as home favorites under head coach Matt
2: LaFleur. Also our producer, Matt Never just told me in my ear, most bet game at mm. BetMGM, Washington and Green Bay. Make of that what you will. Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Tennessee Titans. Kansas City four-and-a-half point favorites, total of 57-and-a-half Chiefs will be without Anthony Hitchens, their linebacker. But outside of that, they should be pretty healthy. As for the Titans, no Taylor Lewan
4: for them on that offensive line. Right. That's a big blow right there, uh, that left side. But Tannehill is a good enough athlete to escape uh, trouble if he has to. He can also run it. Uh, and that's the thing about this offense, the fact that they can get to six eligibles. Uh, people aren't talking about that because Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, we talk about that using all six tennessee titans they can use all six including derrick henry who by the way has 10 rushing touchdowns already this year uh, and then they're elite on the outside too so it's it, it seems like and it feels like a shootout talking with you i'm liking that teaser more and more with the titans here taking more points falcons
2: and the dolphins i have a play on this one i took dolphins money line Falcons now a a one-and-a-half point Mm. favorite on the consensus line and the total of 47-and-a-half. They'll be without Dante Fowler, their pass rusher, as for the Dolphins. No Xavier Howard, no Byron Jones. Rather, not no. These guys were all questionable, rather. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, Preston Williams, Devontae Parker. Any final thoughts in this game? Well,
4: people aren't buying into the Falcons, apparently, even off a buy. I mean, again, they went to a favorite from being a dog, and and so maybe the market's correcting themselves right here. Uh, I I think the Dolphins in a desperation spot. A lot of noise on the outside with Tua. Let's see how he responds. Don't and have a play on this one.
2: Jets Patriots. I do have a play on that. Took the Jets plus seven. Final thoughts on this game, Pritch.
4: Well, Patriots. I think it's going to be tough for them to cover. Uh, I think the Belichick uh, situation with a rookie quarterback. It's unique. He hasn't dealt with that. Uh, so let's see how he deals with it against the Jets coming off a bye. Final picks here on a teaser. Packers minus two. Ravens pick them. Also,
2: Patriots minus two. Panthers, Giants under 49. My play is Jets plus seven. Giants plus three. Dolphins, money line. Raiders minus three. Lions plus 16 Colts plus four. And that does it, folks, for Point Spread Sunday, Week 7 NFL Edition. Coming up next, the Lombardi line. Patrick Maher, Michael Lombardi here on v
0: Sports Betting Network.
3: Zumo Play.